fellow grievers. Today, you have found Season 1, Episode 17 of the Leftover Pieces podcast. And this is one of my short solo episodes in which I go down the rabbit hole and just talk about things that have maybe been on my mind, experiences that I've been through or am going through that I'd like to share, or sometimes just topics surrounding the subject matter of suicide loss or grief. Today, what I feel called to talk about, I'm not really sure why, but it was what came to my mind. I think maybe because the last short episode I did was on apps and audiobooks and uh, podcasts and things like that. Maybe that's why this came to mind. But I thought I would talk for a little bit about what I watch, what I have watched, what I'm watching recently, and maybe why I watched some of it at the times that I did. So within the little bubble of things to watch, we all have several um, things that come to mind. We obviously have movies. In today's world of Netflix, we have a Netflix binge series. And then we also have um, TV shows, regular TV shows, which because of today's world, we often end up watching those in a binge-like setting after they have no longer been on the air. So everything that I'm going to talk about today is pretty much in those categories. A lot of it is Netflix. That's where I think I spent a lot of my time in my early grief. So if you don't watch movies or docuseries or documentaries, this may not be that interesting to you, but there may be one or two takeaways from this that might interest you. I'm just going to go back through the last four and a half years and just say that a lot of the reason that I watch, aka binged, many of the shows that I did was, one, first and foremost, because I have had so much trouble sleeping since the loss of my son to suicide. And even though I may be completely tired and my body's completely worn out, sleep often eluded me. And... So there's a double-edged sword there. I I need to sleep and I can't. So I could either sit with my thoughts, which I did plenty of, or I could get lost in something that was kind of mindless. And for me, everybody's personality is different. For me, that tended to be subject matter that was either grief and loss related or Um, possibly more of a dark or dark humor because that's just probably my preference and my personality anyway. So I'm going to start kind of with the the titles or the movies and, and series that I've watched that are suicide loss related and then just talk about some of the other ones after that. And I will include the titles of everything and where I think you can watch them in the show notes. I have to admit that for this Um, short episode I may not link everything because it's just a ton of research because these uh, streaming platforms change what they carry all the time some of them if I say I know they're still available on those platforms then at least as of the recording today I do know that and we're at the end of January in 2021 so but that could change in the future so I will just list the titles and go from there and let you do some searching on your own with some of them. So diving into the subject of suicide loss films, series, or documentaries, 
there's really not a lot, as you can imagine. I mean, there's stuff out there in the past. Um, Ordinary People, that was a movie in the 80s that I can think of. There's there's movies that you can definitely search. But um, I was, at the time, looking at current things that were on Netflix. And trying to remember which one of these I watched first. Probably A Million Little Things, which is a TV series that... I hope I'm not wrong, but I don't think it has current seasons out anymore. Maybe they're about to do another season this fall. But I do know that Amazon Prime is where you can find their episodes right now. They had some of them on Netflix, maybe Hulu, but I don't think they do anymore. But that was a TV series that ABC put out about the suicide loss of a woman's husband or a friend of the other characters that was unexpected. And then the series takes place unraveling around their grief and a lot of the complications that occur, but suicide being the primary theme in a lot of the episodes, because there's even other characters that experience uh, suicidal ideation and possibly some attempts. So I won't embellish any more on that. Um, so a million little things is definitely one. I enjoyed what I saw of that. I, Audrey and Daisy is a Netflix movie that I would, well, documentary that I would highly recommend uh, about two young women that were not connected in any way. Initially, they both, um, living on separate ends of the United States, suffered uh, rape at the hands of a bunch of young men at parties separately. So they were sexual assault victims, and they became connected And then both were suicide attempt survivors. And unfortunately, one of them ends up taking her own life and the other one survives and goes on to become an advocate and a speaker for suicide loss and creates even a foundation and works with her brother to further the cause of suicide loss. And the story around Daisy Coleman is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's a little hard to talk about because actually Daisy Coleman um, was assaulted at 14 and at age 23 in August of this last year, she ended up taking her own life. And so ultimately, despite all the work she was doing and despite, you know, fighting her own issues for nine years, ended up ending her life. The story's poignant. It does go on from from there and there's other elements to it but I you know I won't it's worth watching it's it's definitely something to watch when you're needing to connect a little bit with the subject matter it's one not to watch if you don't want to connect with the subject matter so there's the thing I tend to dive into my feelings and my grief and so when I need to feel connected or this understood the subject matter to be um, something that I understand that tends to be when I watch some of these things another one that I really put off watching for a long time like I didn't watch it until last year Um, so I was in grief year number three was 13 reasons why and that series came out in 2017 So it came out a year after Alex was gone. And even though I felt like I was tackling my grief and I felt like I could handle most things, I just kind of put off diving into that series because I knew it was like 13 episodes and I knew that I was going to have to be 
you know, ready to watch it. And I'd heard a lot of the pluses and minuses of, you know, the industry and people's views of whether they did a good job or not. I watched season one. I know there's four seasons out. And actually, just lately, I decided I would probably embark on watching the other seasons. But more importantly, and I would this does fall under a recommend, I would recommend watching 13 seasons why it follows the the suicide of a character named hannah baker and her friend clay who receives a box of um, tapes from her and you know if the subject matter is young people not it was high school age my son was college age so there was just i just felt like if i was going to go into the suicide lost grief world that this was a series i needed to at least watch and understand the the reasoning and, and the talking points as to what maybe they got right and what they got wrong. And I think they got a lot more right than they got wrong. There's an oversimplification in certain areas, of course. But more importantly, I'm just going to drop in there that there now is a Netflix series that supports this series. And each epi- each series, if you will, is called Beyond the Reasons. And so I think probably in the next few days I'm and I've discovered that when I was doing research for this podcast I didn't even know that was out there so Netflix has gone on to produce one bit one full episode following each season of 13 reasons why to discuss the subject matter of each season more in depth which I find very responsible so hopefully when I watch them I find them to be beneficial and educational Okay, so the last one that's in the suicide realm that I would want to recommend, but I don't know how to tell you to find it right now except for one place, is called Suicide the Ripple Effect, and it's the story of surviving suicide of Kevin Hines. He's one of the few people on the planet that has survived a fall from the Golden Gate Bridge. For a while, that his movie, The Ripple Effect, was on... Amazon. It is no longer available there, but I did go to his Facebook page of the same title, Suicide the Ripple Effect, and he's been doing some live screenings recently, and there's another one coming up February 20th that you can register for. So I highly, highly recommend watching that story if you haven't seen Kevin Hines' story. So some other movies and series that I've watched that if you're in that place of binging or wanting to watch Um, content of this um, type I would recommend you watching I've watched a movie called Pieces of a Woman uh, just recently it is a movie of grief of a couple who loses their baby right after birth and their journey through grief and it's so interesting because it deals with the grief of the people in the movie separately and how grief can take a completely different toll and how it can be responded to so differently by different people. And from what I've been told, these next couple movies, which I'm going to um, just mention, memory, The Memory of Water and Rabbit Hole. The Memory of Water, I don't remember who's in it, but Rabbit Hole, I know Nicole Kidman is in and they're both movies about the loss of children and both have pretty good reviews. Oh, and by the way, I would recommend Pieces of a Woman. I'd be interested to know if anybody has seen it, what their thoughts are on it. I really, really liked three quarters of it. And the last quarter, mm, 
I just keep still thinking about what my feelings are on the ending of it. This is a Martin Scorsese film, by the way. So the development of the story and the characters is really good. I'm just, I'm just ambiguous and ambivalent about the ending and I don't know why. Um, so anyway, anyone that's watched the, that or any of these, I'd love to have you reach out to me on Instagram or comment on what your thoughts are. I did just finish watching the Netflix series Surviving Death, which is a six-part mini-series. I actually really enjoyed this series. My husband watched it with me. We watched it in just a couple of nights because each episode's only like 50 minutes or something. And so it's a docu-series. It's not meant to be something that goes on after this. It's just six episodes. And the six episodes are, let me see if I can remember this right. I think the first one's near-death experiences. They take two episodes to tackle mediumship, which in my opinion could have been one episode, because while I expected those to be hokier than they were, if they cut out what I considered to be less than interesting or possibly a little cheesy or campy parts of it, they could have definitely made that into one episode, I think. But anyway, it's two Seeing Dead People, Signs, and Reincarnation are the other episodes. And I actually thought Reincarnation and Seeing Dead People would both be cheesy and campy, and they were both pretty good. There's good takeaways from all of them. My favorite two episodes were definitely Near-Death Experiences and I think Signs, the episode called Signs, which tackles signs from a loved one after they're deceased. I loved that episode. So anyway, there's a lot, and I'd love to know what anybody thinks about that series if they've watched it also. There's a movie called Lila and Eve that's out on Netflix that tackles grief as well. The loss of a son. The two actresses in this movie, Viola Davis and Jennifer Lopez, do a phenomenal job, and it has a twist. So I, I absolutely won't address or do any spoilers on that movie, but especially with the twist at the end of it, you're really left thinking about the impact that grief can have on the human mind. And you know, I talk a lot about the impact grief has had on me physically and emotionally and things like that really make you just think about how intense the loss of a child is or the loss of someone so close to us is that it can actually, what it can actually do to our minds So then those are some more, well, there's also another movie I want to recommend. I'm going to watch it. It's on my list to watch. I haven't. And it's called, I know this much is true. It's a grief story. Um, It's a complicated story from what I have seen in the previews. Mark Ruffalo plays twins in the movie that are like in their forties. And it's a complicated grief loss. I think there's some suicidal ideation in it, if I remember right. And so I'm going to watch that, but that's kind of one of those heavier movies. So I'll watch that um, some night when I'm feeling as such. Um, To add some levity to this as we round up some of these um, movies and series that I'm recommending, there's one that I know is on the kind of lighter side. It's a movie called Afterlife with Ricky Gervais in it, and I think he even wrote and produced it, um, about a husband who loses his wife. Um, I'm not sure how she dies. I think cancer or illness. But it's after her life what he's dealing with because she left behind some tapes and things for him to watch. And so, you know, he's just quite... um, 
kind of a dark humor and I just I the, the previews for that look a little bit lighter I also watched one called Virgin River recently and it's a Netflix series um, it's about a wife who suddenly loses her husband and then goes away to somewhere to take a job as a nurse to get away from her former life a little bit and get a break and I don't recommend this one for anybody that doesn't want to watch something that's um my husband didn't like it at all he quit watching it with me i enjoyed it but i enjoyed it from the level of it's like a uh, gilmore girls or dawson's creek kind of um i think men probably call a more rom-com type situation so from a light-hearted brainless purely entertainment kind of female angle i really liked virgin river and it did tackle um grief and loss in that one as well but from a little bit different angle and then some of the comedy ones that I would recommend I did watch uh, the Netflix series called Dead to Me and I think maybe they're going to do another episode it has Christina Applegate and she loses a husband suddenly and the the fact that it just deals with a whole different aspect of grief which can be kind of that vengeful angry just pissed off side of things but from a dark comedy way she meets a gal in a support group and they are not likely friends and they become friends and um it's just darkly funny i really enjoyed it there's also one from the early 2000s that i watched last year called six feet under that deals with a family um i think it was originally an hbo series but i think it's available on hulu and or netflix now and I just really enjoyed it too. A lot of dark humor. They run a funeral home, but there's just, you know, so they obviously are dealing with death and, and uh, things that are um, in the face of death and dying and the complications that go around that on a regular basis. So um, I think I've covered most of the ones that I wanted to mention. Oh, and I will list a link to the International Survivors of Suicide from uh, American Federation for Suicide Prevention's website. So AFSP's website, they have a section called International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day Documentaries. Those are documentaries that are submitted, I think, to them um, that are from suicide loss survivors. And I've watched some of them. And usually they're around 15 minutes. Um, and they're really powerful, as you can imagine. Um, so that's definitely something that I would recommend. So I just love to know what you guys watch. Do you watch things to completely keep you away from the subject matter of suicide loss and death? Or do you gravitate towards loss and grief and death and the subjects surrounding them? As you can tell, I tend to gravitate towards them. That's just what works for me. It is completely not what works for some people. But for that reason, I'd love to know if any of this is stuff you've watched if you plan to try to watch any of it, if you want to reach out to me before watching any of it because you're worried about content that could be um, upsetting or in the arena of something that would be uh, shocking, I would be happy to advise you if it contained any of those elements because I may not have done a great job at highlighting which of these would have those elements and why since I'm not overly uh, sensitive to that kind of thing for whatever reason. So please feel free again to reach out to me and especially to let me know what you're watching. What do you binge when you can't sleep or need to get your mind off of things? Maybe I need to broaden my horizons. 
So for today, I will conclude and wrap things up. I know this has gone a little bit longer than some of these solo episodes do, but it is what it is, right? So for today, I will just finish by saying that if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, I would be honored if you would do so. I would be honored if you would leave a review if you're uh, led to do that. And the reasons that I even mention that is because that's how other um, listeners will more likely find the podcast that has to do with the algorithms of the different platforms that put podcasts out. So I would be honored if you would uh, subscribe and share and like and if you feel led to give me a review on your platform i know that um, let's see we're 17 episodes in and i have about two more months of this season before i'll take a break and i do think i'll put out content of sorts during that break so that the content will continue to come but i will not be actively recording during that five or six week break. And I plan to do that twice a year for my own mental health. So I've got a couple more months left of some really exciting content coming up. I've had some really powerful conversations with some amazing people lately that I I am excited to put those episodes out. And I am excited to even do some more of my solo short episodes like this about some of the subject matter that is contained within those conversations. So I can kind of piggyback on some of that. So stay tuned. If you know of anyone or you yourself would be interested in having a conversation with me, please feel free to reach out. I think the only way we're going to make a difference, the only way we're going to reduce the stigma and ultimately reduce suicide is if we continue to consistently and persistently have meaningful conversations. So until next time, grievers, I am, as always, so sorry that we share this space, but I'm so grateful that we're in it together. Talk soon.